Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a, a, a wonderful guest, Mark Butler. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, Mark's, Good morning. Mark's been with us before. You can search for another program in our archives. And and Mark is going to focus on an, an issue, a topic, with some phenomenal uh, insights today on making our parishes more welcoming. And I think it's something that uh, all of us have wished for, I'm sure, uh, as we're listening, maybe even ourselves sometimes. We thought, well, gee, I didn't maybe feel as welcome in that parish or or in that church. Uh, or you've noticed someone perhaps uh, in the pews and thought, you know, they, they seem to be kind of keeping to themselves, you know, maybe you've gone up to welcome someone that you thought needed a special welcoming. And particularly, um, people perhaps with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, are our parishes, are our churches welcoming for those uh, sons and daughters of the Lord. And Mark has some wonderful insights. Mark, um, uh, if you recall from a previous program, Mark is the director of Founded Ministries for the Dominican Sisters of Peace. And he has two decades of experience in religious education and youth ministry, including eight years as director of the Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Columbus. He and his wife, Susan, are the parents of three adult children, two of whom have autism. And so I'm sure Sure, Mark, with, uh, with your family experience, that would be something that gives you particular insight into how people with what we might call disabilities uh, are, are welcomed or not welcomed, perhaps, in the church. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about some of your stories in a minute. But uh, your son, Andrew, um, is uh, a person who's had a little bit of, uh, of fame, let's say, <laughs> With you, Mark, being such an advocate for his care, there was a a Columbus Dispatch series and other media outlets around the state uh, covered the story of of your son, Andrew, who had such special needs that you really advocated for some phenomenal changes in the state of Ohio. And most recently, our Ohio budget has established an $18 million fund to prevent forced custody relinquishment of multi-system youth, which is what you were facing for your son, Andrew. That's exactly right. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Uh, is falls under that category of multi-system youth, which right. just means that he has a lot of complex needs mm-hmm. and requires a lot of supports to help sure. him to um, succeed in life. Well, thank you. For, and I, I know I speak for so many families around the state of Ohio. Thank you for helping them keep their family intact. Thank uh, you. And, and not have to put their child into forced custody to get the kind of care that he needs. So you can tell from that intro that Mark <laughs> is a doer. <laughs> he gets things done, and particularly for people with special needs. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, you have some really interesting insights into our parishes as as to whether or not they are as welcoming as they could be. And, um, in fact, you you think of welcoming as one of the ultimate goals of a parish, right? Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, first of all, we all, all of us who are members of a parish, we all would like our parishes to become more welcoming. And in fact, uh, 
the second the readings for the second Sunday in Advent this cycle include uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 15, which tells us, welcome one another as Christ welcomed you. And uh, when I was reflecting on that, I wow, what a challenge that mm-hmm. is. And it makes you really think, how did Christ welcome you? And, you know, Christ welcomed me on the best day of my life. Christ welcomed me on the worst day <laughs> of my life, too, and all of those in between. So I think ultimately the goal of the parish community is to help people have an encounter with Jesus Christ. At Mass, obviously, they can do that in a sacramental way in the Eucharist, but also as members of the community, we're a part of the mystical body of Christ. And so we have to really carefully explore, are we helping everyone to become really a member and to participate and explore what is it that might be keeping folks from truly feeling welcomed and feeling a part of that body of Christ. When it comes to people with disabilities, there are some obvious things that you can do. If you have someone in a wheelchair and they can't get physically into the building, you need to explore ways to get them physically into the building and, and, um, and not in a way that um, takes away from their dignity. You know, I'm not a fan of picking people up in wheelchairs or something like that, right? That, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like a very dignified way. Mm-hmm. But put in, put in the elevator. You know, we, we had a, a nice wheelchair ramp at Holy Spirit. I thought it was nice until I saw someone try to use it. <laughs> and, um, you know, what if you weren't careful, it was going to launch you right into Broad Street. <laughs> wow. um, so we needed an elevator and also because the ramp didn't go downstairs to the parish hall. So, um, you know, many years ago, uh, with uh, funds raised for the BAA, we got an elevator. So that wasn't obvious, easy. You know, it cost money, sure. But let's say you have someone who maybe um, they would like to be a lector. Maybe God has touched their heart. And they say, you know what, I want to help proclaim scripture. And, and they need a handrail. Hmm. If that's all it takes is a, right. is a handrail, mm-hmm. well, then that's worth putting the time, the energy, and doing some fundraising to put that in place to help mm-hmm. them to feel connected. When it comes to other disabilities, the solutions aren't always obvious. And so mm-hmm. you need to talk to the people, their caregivers, moms and dads, to say, how can we make you feel welcomed or a part of this? Right. And and I'm thinking, uh, as you're talking about those kinds of physical barriers, um, that there are more and more older people in mm-hmm. our parishes, uh, including I'm including myself here and my, my yep. generation, yep. retired people who um, who sometimes need special help. Mm-hmm. The elevator is is really helpful for many of those people and people uh, people who have, let's say, knee operations or right. hip operations or there may be people in the parish who are not used to using the elevator mm-hmm. or needing a special ramp. But guess what? You know, all of us can use that at some time, right. and sometimes when it's least expected. Well, I'm, I'm an a extraordinary, extraordinary minister of Holy Communion at my parish, and um, my daughter noticed, uh, she said, Dad, you're using the handrail when you're going down. And I, and I said, wow, I am. So I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm, I hit that point, too. But uh, Katie's very observant yeah. of that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, those are things that I I am not that observant of, and I, I bet a lot of people in our listening audience maybe have never really thought about that, how mm-hmm. difficult it is. Actually, in our parish, I've noticed... I've noticed people coming, the lay people that are involved in the liturgy, coming up and down the steps to the sanctuary, and I've been a little concerned, is someone mm-hmm. going to fall? 
I do think we need those those handrails. Absolutely. <laughs> we need to be conscious of those things. And, and you know, we all we all share in the universal call to holiness. Mm-hmm. And you know, to embrace the destiny to which God has called us, right? Which which is that that first answer to that first catechism question, right? That's that's what our destiny is, sainthood. That's what God has called us mm-hmm. to. And if a handrail helps facilitate that in any way, gosh, would you I'd be putting handrails all over the place or, <laughs> or elevators or things uh-huh. like that. You know, yeah. when you when you frame it like that, and and to me that's a huge challenge to think, how can I welcome this person? Mm-hmm. As Christ welcomed me, and I think I love your your the way you're framing it. That we need to be the ones thinking: How do we welcome people who have special needs? Because they probably won't speak up, or or many of them won't. I would think it's it's hard to for them to sometimes articulate what, what they, they need. need. Mm-hmm. But the way that you find that out is by being in relationship with them. And last time I shared the story, my daughter. She is very sensitive to um, singing, and especially me. I don't know what it is. I have a nice singing voice, but she's especially sensitive to that. And you know, during certain times of the year, we sing the Lord's Prayer. We don't do it all the time. And so, you know, Katie gets very upset. Now, I can't go to the music director and say, "Oh, we're not allowed to sing." You know that that I can't that, sing the Lord's Prayer. That's not <laughs> that upsets that's my not daughter, doable, right? Um, but what has happened is that these uh, some of the older ladies in the parish have befriended Katie. They know when she's upset. And when we do it, they hold her hand. They pat her on the back. They they are present in that moment where they're saying, you know, what? it's going to be okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they'll mm-hmm. say it instead of singing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of, you know, um, I, is that an accommodation in the same level that a, a ramp or an elevator is? Not necessarily. But that represents your personal commitment to be in that moment mm-hmm. with a person with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's something that all of us have the opportunity to do if we just take the time to get to know them and be in relationship with them. And then on the other side, what's happened as a result of that, of people helping Katie embrace her own call to holiness, um, she is active in the life of the parish, and she is, uh, on Sunday morning for our parish school religion, she is the hall monitor, hmm. and uh, which is great uh, because, you know, she notices, as I said, every detail. So if there's a door, a jar, or a window, she is right on top of it. And she, <laughs> that is an opportunity for her to not just be the subject of ministry, right, but the active participant in ministry. That's her ministry, and she takes it very, very seriously. Sure. That's great. Once someone feels welcome, mm-hmm. I think that opens up the opportunity for them to be more involved. Right. Uh, and it, it's a, that's, that's a beautiful way of thinking of it. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the program. If someone really, just from what you've shared so far, Mark, sees that from the concrete perspective, I know that our parish needs a ramp or we need more railing or we need an out. There's something we need to do to specifically in a concrete physical way to um, to make sure people feel welcome. You thought that uh, contacting the Office of Social Concerns at the diocese would be a good place to refer people. Jerry Freewalt there mm-hmm, uh, absolutely knows, and in fact, uh, he's been he's been active with you in in many ways in helping people specifically with disabilities. Jerry and I have collaborated in, in many ways um, serving people with disabilities, and he has been a leader in that ministry in our diocese Great. for a number of years. So Jerry is the director. 
director of the Office for Social Concerns. Right, and right. so people could could uh, look at columbuscatholic.org mm-hmm. uh, or call the Office of Social Concerns of the Diocese of Columbus. Right. If, if something that um, Mark has said really resonates with you and you realize we need some help here at our parish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, I think part of, of what you're saying here, though, is that it's not maybe the core of it is not the physical things that we need in our parish, but it's a sensitivity mm-hmm. that we need to have as parishioners to our fellow parishioners. That really is the key to how we make people feel welcome. That's right. It's, it's a lot about our attitude and our actions as individuals that can really determine if someone is welcome or not. And mm-hmm. a lot of us, you know, unfortunately delegate that, you know, we'll say, well, that's that, that's the usher's job. That's so right. that's father's job. They're, they're there at the, when people come in and they can hand the bulletin exactly. and say, welcome. Exactly. But that's truly all of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it begins with, I think, an attitude of welcome. And obviously we all have bad days, mm-hmm. but it's an attitude of welcome. And um, you know what? Some of us get said in our routines, you know, we, we, we go to Mass and we have our pew. Mm-hmm. And heaven help you if you sit in our pew, right? Then <laughs> we're giving people like sort of the side eye, like and rolling our eyes at them. Which, you know what? Um, it's okay. Um, you know, Christ is still present <laughs> regardless of which pew you're sitting <laughs> right. in. So a lot of it has to do with, with, with our attitudes mm-hmm. as well. And focusing on the other, not just ourselves exactly. when we're there. Look, look, looking at the, the, the body of Christ yeah. is in the community. Sure. And you know, I'm thinking this is such an important message. Um, Mike and I are, are members of St. Mary Parish in German Village. And uh, I've heard stories of, uh, I've heard of people who who said to someone, well, I, I, I tried St. Mary. I came one time and nobody said anything to me. Mm-hmm. They didn't even welcome me. They didn't yeah. even notice I was there, and so I decided to look for another parish. Right. So it can it can be people can be so sensitive. We really need uh, to to be focusing on that mm-hmm. and and realizing if someone comes to our parish for the first time, uh, they may be judging the parish as a whole simply by the fact that they were not welcomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is a a joke I heard when I was a kid. And it was, what do you get when you cross a Catholic with the Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> and the answer was, someone that goes door to door and doesn't say anything. <laughs> now, we chuckle at that mm. because there's a little bit of an element of truth to that yeah. as well. And that we need to, you know, really pray for the courage. Especially for me, I'm a, I'm a painful introvert. I really am. Mm-hmm. But we need to pray for the courage and the, the ability to smile, to look someone in the eye. And nowadays with cell phones and tablets, we, we spend so much time on our screen. Mm-hmm. People are looking for a genuine encounter. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have. We have the most genuine encounter you can ever have. Mm-hmm. And that's with Christ. Sure. That's beautiful. I'm wondering if if people are hesitant, Mark, because... Um, we also know we need to be respectful when we enter the church that the Blessed Sacrament is mm-hmm. there. Um, we, we've been trained to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been trained not to talk. In fact, uh, in some churches now where that, that has not been emphasized, mm-hmm. you know, immediately at the end of Mass, people will start talking with each other and, yeah. and, and, um, and, and so sometimes I'm torn with that, you know. I, I want to be friendly, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and some of our churches are not built with uh, a vestibule or an entryway right. where you really can visit. You, at St. Mary's, for instance, you come in the main door, there's a tiny little vestibule, mm-hmm. and then you're in the church, and right. there's the Blessed Sacrament. And so, so do you think people are sometimes hesitant because they're not sure whether they sh- how they should be really um, communicating with other uh, each other once they enter the church? Yeah, and I th- and I, th- I think that's a good point about the physical plant as well. That sometimes there's not a, a good space provided for that, mm-hmm. and so, unless it could be coffee and donuts. Right, if someone makes right, it to coffee and donuts, right. and that might be where uh, a parish uh, welcoming committee could get together and come up with what are the best strategies. Mm-hmm. For doing that, mm-hmm. and you know what I found is, you know, we we have a mix of folks who who want to stay and um, and have a uh, continue a prayerful experience mm-hmm. um, in the church before the Blessed Sacrament, and we've got a whole lot of people that are heading out the door as soon as they can, right, e- even before right. the final blessing. Yeah, and so that's where I think a good strategy. Yeah, um, uh, could be developed with a, with a committee based on your individual parish right. for sure, and your and your physical plant. I think that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Well, our guest today uh, is Mark Butler. He's the director of Founded Ministries for the Dominican Sisters of Peace, and he has two decades of experience in religious education and youth ministry, including eight years as director of the Office of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Columbus. And he's got tremendous expertise expertise because of his own family and experience. Uh, with people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and his wife, uh, Susan, are members of Holy Spirit Parish, and two of their three children are on the autism spectrum. That's right. So, um, so tell us, Mark, um, I know um, that in addition to people with disabilities, and we focused on that a little bit in, in our conversation up to this point, there are other people who may not feel welcome in our parishes besides those with disabilities. Tell us a little bit about your experiencing and reaching. Once you really get to know the people in your parish, which you have done, you're so sensitive to other needs and other things that may make them feel unwelcome or not make them feel unwelcome, but lead to them feeling unwelcome. Yeah, there, there are lots of challenges. Each one of us uh, deal with those personal struggles that we have. And I think it's the relationship that helps you to understand those. And I um, help uh, direct the RCIA process at my parish. And as with all things, with the RCIA, you have great success stories. And then you have some stories where, you you know, you have, you have folks that, you know, after Easter, after Mystagogia, they are volunteering. They want to be catechists. They want to be lectors. And, and it's just so rewarding to see. And then you have some folks who after a little bit of time, begin to drop off. And that's always very heartbreaking sure. for us as well. And I feel personally responsible in some way because I was directing the program. I, I always try to follow up and reach out. How are you? Is everything okay? We had a young lady that went through the RCIA several years ago. And she um, went through the process. Um, everything seemed to be going very well. And then a month or two after Easter, she disappeared. And I reached out to her and said, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? What can we do? Um, and and she completely ignored those messages. I didn't hear anything back from her. And then uh, when the fall came around, I reached out to her on social media one more time. And I said, hey, I'm just checking up. I want to know, make sure that you, um, this was a single mom. So I want to make sure that you and your sons are okay. And she messaged me back and she said, no, I'm not okay. You know, my, my life is kind of falling apart. 
And I said, well, come to the, come to the parish, meet with me. We're having, uh, it was a, one of those Sundays that we have pancake breakfast. Mm-hmm. So bring you and your boys to pancake breakfast and let's, let's talk this out. And she came in and when she walked in, she was pregnant, obviously mm-hmm. pregnant. And she sat down and, and she had, you know, explained that she had reconnected with one of her son's fathers and I, which I had known because he actually started to attend mass with her. Hmm. And I thought, oh, wow, maybe she's going to end up with, you know, with a happy ending here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said, and so obviously, so she walked in, you know, we, I could tell part of what, you know, the issue was. Sure. That was courageous of her to come. It was. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, you know, I feel so ashamed right now. And I know I may, made a bad decision. And I thought that I would never be welcomed here again. And so I said to her, of course, you're welcome here. We love you. And I said, if you feel self-conscious about that, come sit with me. Mm -hmm. Sit with my family. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always welcome there. She had also had some struggles financially because this uh, this person, um, uh, when he left her, had robbed her, emptied out her bank account. Mm. So she's behind on utility payments and all these other things. And um, so I said, let's talk, connect you with St. Vincent de Paul. Her sons didn't even have coats that winter. So I said, we, I connected her with all the many services of, of the parish and the greater community and got her the help she needed. And she returned to Mass. She went to confession. She returned to Mass. She attended. She, ever since then, this was several years ago now, has attended Mass every week with her sons. Her sons attend PSR and have received their sacraments. One of her sons is a junior usher. <laughs> wow. She now donates to St. Vincent de Paul mm-hmm. as, as a donor. <laughs> and now years later, she, she um, has a great job, just bought a house and just got a college degree. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And I really think that that was, you know, that it was God that helped her turn her life around. And so what sure. we did by saying, you're welcome. Yes. Don't be ashamed. You know, um, Go to confession, mm-hmm. get this right, mm-hmm. and be a part of this body of Christ. That turned everything around for her. That's wonderful. And that you noticed, obviously, you noticed she wasn't participating mm-hmm. after the RCIA. Uh, you reached out, you invited her, mm-hmm. and then when she came, you really welcomed her. And what an example for all of us, you know, to really be sensitive when you don't see someone mm-hmm. that you have seen, find out. You know, how are they? Um, do they need help? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's just a beautiful thing. It's, it's something we all need to take as, as a wonderful example, Mark. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and yet I know, uh, talk about um, the ups and the downs. I, I know that not everyone in the parish or any parish uh, is, is following those kinds of examples. You've told me, I know, a, a, a a really sad incident that had to do with with your son. Yeah, um, the insensitivity that we also have to be willing to accept as part of human nature, I guess, in the parish. Right, because we all have bad days. Sure, you know, and we're all sinners. We all make mistakes. Um, you know, I, I talked about my son earlier, and you know, it's one struggle we've always had is getting him to participate in mass, just because you know um, he doesn't sit still, he moves, he wants to run away. Um, you know has some some difficult behaviors that we deal with when he was little we always tried so hard so our, our we would take him to mass we'd say okay today andrew's gonna stay till the first reading mm-hmm. and then you know another week andrew's gonna stay to the gospel and that you know <laughs> and, and we would do our very best just to get him there um the hump was always the homily you know if we can just get him through the homily right <laughs> um uh, everything you know maybe he'll make it to the end and there mm-hmm. was one week when andrew had um almost uh, we, he made it to the pa- um, to the passing of the peace, and at that point, my wife and I were looking at each other like, "Today's the day. We did it. He's going to make it through a whole mass." 
And um, I was so happy. I was just like, you know, ecstatic, beaming. And uh, when it came time for the passing of the peace, this gentleman turned around and I said, peace be with you. And he, he whispered to me, he said, you can go to hell. Mm. Uh, because Andrew had been making noise and rocking and doing things, which for me was light behavior. That was nothing. But for him was obviously very disturbing. Now, Catholic muscle memory went, uh, kicked in and this was before the, uh, the revisions to the, to the germ. So my, 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 m- response was what i would normally say and also with you <laughs> so uh, that one also got a laugh in the confessional when i uh when i talked about that there um but you know what that that sort of thing can be very devastating for sure someone. and so i think you have to explore some people might never come to the parish right, again there, there might if that have been was some, their experience if that was their experience with their child they may have said you know what i'm done with they this might parish. have never come to a catholic church again exactly mm-hmm. um so i think we have to be very careful to kind of you know Say, wait, but how am I doing today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe get up and, and slide down or move. or Because the last thing you'd want to do is push someone away or push someone out. Um, you know, luckily, that particular person didn't do that to our family. Right. Um, but you can totally see where, where that could have a negative impact on somebody. Well, in that kind of a case where someone is, is disturbed by, by someone around them in a pew for whatever reason, what do you suggest? I mean, I think that person could just move to another area of the church if they're Absolutely. super sensitive to those right. things. Yeah, if, you, if you're particularly sensitive or, you know what, if you woke up grouchy, <laughs> sometimes we do, right? Uh-huh. Um, or, you know, the, 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 the drive to mass went really poorly for you. Um, you know what? Move off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of get get to the place to where your mind and your heart is resting in God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so sometimes that might mean you know what I'm going to get up and 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 move away. Mm-hmm. And and that certainly is something you can do. Sure. But you need to really kind of explore, examine yourself, and explore your own thoughts and feelings at that moment, and say you know what maybe I'm not the right person to be sitting next to this family or this individual at this right, time. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful thing that, to really explore. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, your stories are so beautiful, Mark, and, and your life, your example is just so phenomenal. The, the insights you have, the, I'm sure God has used the experience of your two children and, and what you've gone through to make you so sensitive, you and your wife, to the needs mm-hmm. of others. And God is using that in a big way in, in everything that you do. So I really, Thank you for sharing and uh, admire so much what you have learned and what God is doing through you. And I'm really hoping that our listeners can take up the challenge in their own parishes and be led by the Spirit to see, Lord, what do you want me to see here? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I need to look at in myself and in my parish, and what can I do about it? Mm-hmm. And uh, to give the reference again that we mentioned earlier, the Office of Social Concerns can help parishes with specific needs that they may have to to help people with disabilities. And that would be columbuscatholic.org, the Office of Social Concerns, and the key person would be Jerry Freewalt. Mm-hmm. That's right. So thank you again, Mark, for being with us. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. And, and you've all been listening to The Family Sanctuary on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And I'm Peggy Hartshorn, your host. We have archives at stgabrielradio.com, and we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. The Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.